Welcome to the Living With Less podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea DeMattis, and I'll be bringing you weekly episodes to encourage and invite you along on this journey of living with less of the things getting in the way of our relationship with Christ. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Living With Less podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here today and I am going to be piggybacking off of last week's episode, which was Do They Know? And this week we're going to be talking about several different things, but on the topic of deception, we're gonna dig into what a person working on behalf of the kingdom and God's truth looks like, what those under deception look like, what we as believers are called to do in the midst of watching deception take place, and what are attributes of deceivers, those actually doing the deceiving. I know that sounds like a lot, but these are such important topics that we can't overlook, and we're mainly going to be in 2 Timothy. We'll jump into 2 Peter at the end. Okay, so the first thing that I wanna start with is what a person working on behalf of the kingdom and God's truth looks like. And I'm gonna read this straight from scripture. It's in 2 Timothy chapter two. We're gonna start in verse 22. This says, so flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, arrogant controversies. You know they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So I wanted to start with that part, just pointing out what a person looks like that is working on behalf of the kingdom of God and seeking God's truth and wants to share God's truth, wants to share the gospel to the ends of the earth. And we see here that it lays that out very plainly, that we in Christ are called to flee youthful passions, that we are to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. It then tells us to have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. I love that it points out there that we are able to teach. That means we have to know God's word to be able to actually teach God's word. So we have to sit with it. We have to be held accountable to what God commands of us and actually live that out so that we are able to teach other people. It tells us in verse 25, we are called to correct our opponents, but with gentleness. This is something that is hard for me and that I speak in conviction that God continually reminds me of, that the end goal is not that I prove somebody wrong. The end goal is that somebody is pointed to truth and that the Holy Spirit is stirring in their heart and that they will be led out of their sin or out of falsehood because of the conviction on their heart. And then I love that it says that God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth. It is not me that is the saving of somebody. No, but the Lord may allow me to have a conversation with somebody to point them to the truth lovingly and gently. And then the Lord is the one that pierces their heart and leads them to the knowledge of truth. And that what a gift this is to read here in verse 26, that they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. And I think that's just so important to remember that we in Christ, that is what we are working towards. We are working towards what God 
commands over our life to share his truth to the ends of the earth, to walk in sanctification and conviction, and to know what a gift it is to get to be part of the kingdom work. The next thing I want to talk about is what those under deception look like. We're going to stay in 2 Timothy and we're going to read in chapter 3. Starting in chapter 3, verse 1. So these are those under deception. This is what this looks like. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at knowledge of the truth. Just as James and Jimberes opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding faith, but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all, as was those of the two men. So we read here in chapter three, what it looks like with people under deception, what the attributes of those people are. We see here that they will be lovers of self, lovers of their money, proud and arrogant and abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous without self-control, brutal, not loving, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Verse five is really important. It says here, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. And then it tells you why right in verse six, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at knowledge of truth. I think all of us can agree, probably all of us, all of you guys that are listening here, that's what we're seeing with all of these people under deception. They're not able to arrive at a knowledge of truth. You can sit down with somebody, you can have a conversation with somebody and literally show them fact or sitting down across the table with another Christian that is under deception and show them this is what God's word says about X, Y, and Z. It is black and white. There is no gray area. And yet they cannot arrive at truth and their hearts are being overcome by deception, by all of these ideologies, by all of these agendas that are not rooted in God's word. They're not rooted in the truth of God's word and they are a false gospel message. They're not rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What we as believers are called to do in the midst of watching this is also very plainly spelled out for us. It tells us right here in chapter four, it says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom. It tells us verse two, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from the listening to the truth and wander off into myths. So we see right there, we as believers are called, we are charged by the word of God to stand up for the truth, to preach the word, to be ready in all seasons. We can only be ready in all seasons if we are spending time with God, if we are deepening our relationship with him. It gives us the authority to reprove, rebuke, and exhort 
but with complete patience and teaching. So again, it always takes me back to, Chelsea, what is your motive in pointing something out to somebody? Do you want to teach them the truth? Do you want to show them the truth? Or do you just want somebody to listen to you make your point? And again, I speak that with conviction because that is something very hard for me. That is something that I continually have to take before the Lord, that I don't want to just be right. I want to lead people in truth. And that is what we as believers are called to do. We are called to do this with patience and teaching. Because the time is coming, which we are seeing, which we have been seeing. We obviously can read this in the Bible. This was taking place back in Paul's day where people have itching ears. They want to find teachers to suit their own passions. And I wanted to read these for you guys. This is in 2 Peter. I highly recommend that at some point over the next week or so that you would read 2 Peter chapter 2 just to read about the attributes of of someone that is a deceiver. So this is someone who is a false teacher. Here are attributes of them. I'm gonna give you guys the verses and then I'm gonna have all of that chapter in the show notes as well so you can find it there. But I wanted to read these to you just to point out who these people are. So this is in 2 Peter chapter two. I'm gonna start here in verse one. So these people, the false teachers, they secretly bring in their own destructive heresies. Verse two, many will follow their sensuality And because of them, the way of truth will be blasphemed. Verse three, in their greed, they will exploit you with false words. Verse 12, they are born to be caught and destroyed blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant. Verse 14, they entice unsteady souls. Verse 15, they have forsaken the right way, which that means they know the right way. They have forsaken the way that God has commanded them to walk in. They have forsaken that and turned from that. Verse 19, they promise freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. So we can see here when we read, when we jump back into 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 4, and it says, and these people will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. We sit here and wonder, how do they wander off into these myths? I don't understand. Well, we can read here then in 2 Peter chapter 2, they're enticing unsteady souls. They're enticing these people with itching ears. They promise false freedom, even though they themselves are slaves of corruption. This is why we have to know what God's word says. This is why we have to seek God's word so we can go, okay, Lord, in second Timothy chapter four, you tell us that people are going to turn away from truth and wander off into myths. What are the myths? What is deceit? What does that look like? Well, he then tells us in second Peter chapter two, he lays it all out for us. And I ask that you do read all of second Peter chapter two. There is so much more in there about people that are leading people in deception. But I wanted to point these out to you. So this way we know this is what people are being deceived by. This is what the deceivers look like. These are their attributes. They're enticing the unsteady souls. They're enticing the people with itching ears. They're enticing people with their false ideologies, with their false gospel messages, and they're pulling these people in. But then going back into 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, going back to what God commands of you and me, you and I, brothers and sisters in Christ, what does he say to us in regards to we're living, watching all these people in deception? God, what do you want us to do? He says, as for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of the evangelist, fulfill your ministry. 
our ministry is to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world into the great commission. We are to share the gospel to the ends of the earth and to know and to seek God's heart as we desire to teach the truth of God's word, not to have the final say, not to have the last word, not to prove somebody wrong, but because we desire so much for people to be led in truth, to walk in the truth and to walk in the true freedom of Christ. So I pray that this gives a little bit more clarity as to what I talked about last week, talking about deception. I had several of you guys reach out and say, can you go a little bit deeper on that? And I have loved getting to study about this. And so I pray again that you will take time to sit with God's word to better understand this for yourself. So I pray that this has blessed you today. I wanted to wrap up with one last thing, and that's to remind you about the Blessing Box giveaway. We've got this week and next week, our last two weeks to enter in. I cannot believe how fast this has gone by, but I wanted to share with you guys the donors that have donated for the Blessing Box giveaway and then how you can enter. So first we have Love One International. They donated a long sleeve shirt, a lip balm, and a Yeti travel mug. Hope Fuel donated their weekly planner. Bubba teamed up with me and we put together Living With Less Scripture cards. I'm so excited about those. Hebrews Coffee down in Mooresville, North Carolina donated my favorite bag of coffee. We have a hat from Daughter of Delight Ministries and then Pure Design Girl donated a devotional for teen and young adult women. So I just cannot wait to get this into the hands of one of you who wins the blessing box to enter. You can go to my Instagram page at living with less podcast and enter on today's post and be sure to tag your friends to also give them an opportunity and chance as well for that. So I pray that you guys have a great week this week and I will talk with you next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. You can find everything we talked about at chelseadomatis.com. If you have any questions, please reach out over social media. I'd love to chat. If you enjoyed today's episode and are loving the podcast, I would be so honored if you left a review on iTunes or shared on social media. Your kind words and encouragement mean the world to me. And I pray to continue showing you God's grace over my life as you all journey this out with me. Wherever you find yourself listening today, know that you were fully loved and fully known by God.